So I just kind of wanted to, to piggyback on, on uh, this past weekend and, and really just bring some encouragement because as, as, uh, as we were sharing about dreams and being activated and, and, and just stepping into that dream reality of, of, of the Lord speaking, and I said, okay, well, Lord, what do you want me to talk about this morning? And I believe the message title is going to be Dream Again. Dream Again. You know, um, I believe that a lot of us have lost our dreams. You know, we, we, we've lost our dreams. And, you know, I, I re- remember, you know, you can ask as a kid, you could think about when you were a child, uh, you know, you, we were dreamers, right? We were dreamers. And, and I remember myself like, Okay, I'm going to put myself out there. Um, back then, I was a lot muscular and a lot more skinnier, so I would be, I looked pretty cool. But I thought, I, I wanted to be a superhero, right? So as a child, what I would do is I would go around looking for the towels in the house. And then I would tuck them in my shirt, and I would run around the house, and be like, I had a cape. And I was like saving the world, man. I wanted to be a superhero, right? That was like, I mean, I... It was a, it, anybody else do that? Come on, all right. Okay, now, let's be honest, did you do it in your tantarans, though? Come on, all right. That's the way you do it. All right. So, you know, we, we but I hear the Lord saying, he wants us to dream again. Tantarans meaning your underwear, okay, yeah. Your underclothings. You know, the underoos, Superman, the big old Superman sign. <laughs> oh, man. So funny. But I wanted to be a superhero, man. And hey, it's all right. It's innocent, innocence. But he wants us to dream again. He wants us to dream again. Dreams of business. Maybe when you were you you wanted a you wanted to have a certain kind of business. Maybe you wanted to be in ministry. Maybe you wanted to be a pastor. Maybe you wanted to be an evangelist. Maybe you wanted to own real estate. I mean, and you you haven't seen it come to pass. The Lord is saying, "I want you to dream again. Dream again. Maybe even dreams of having your husband or your wife." Or maybe children, right? And maybe because you feel like you're at a certain age or like, ah, well, that time is gone. You know, so you just kind of, you just stop. The Lord said, I want you to dream again. Dream again. So let's turn to Proverbs 29, 18. 29, 18. And it says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. Let's, let's, so it says, where there's no revelation. Revelation means that the Father, God, God the Father is wanting to reveal the plans that he has for you and I. He wants to reveal the plans that he has, and without revelation, you can't see the plans. 
So how can you dream with God if you don't have revelation from God? It means that he wants to reveal his plan to you. The, the New Living Bible says this. When people do not accept divine guidance, meaning revelation, they will run wild. Which means this. Without revelation of God, there is no godly vision. There's no godly vision. That means we live life without purpose. We live life lawlessly without any direction and everything we do is in vanity. God wants us to dream again. Heavenly revelation that releases the plan and the purpose over our lives. The NIV says this, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. The NLT says, when people do not accept my divine guidance, they will run wild. And we got the New King James that says, where there's no revelation, people cast off restraint. And the Amplified says this, where there's no vision, there's no redemptive revelation of God. And the people will perish. So if we're not dreaming with God, there's a chance that we, we could perish. Now listen, I don't want you to say, think of perish as in like, oh, you're going to die. No, that's not what I'm saying. But it, the Lord is always intended to have a relationship with us that he wants to dream with us. He wants us to dream with him. The revelation of God. What the word is saying is that God's dreams are prophetic revelation waiting to be manifested in our lives. When you begin to dream with the Lord and what you begin to see, the purpose and destiny that you have, it is a picture of the prophetic revelation that God has for you and I waiting to be manifested in our lives. You have a dream of, of, of owning a business. And it's something inside of it that you just don't know where it comes from, but you just know you want to do it. That's a prophetic revelation that God has placed inside of you, and he wants to walk that season out for you to see that manifested inside of you to come out of you. Why? Because it's a prophetic picture of the goodness of God over our lives. Because he wants good things for us. He wants good things for us. He's revealing his plan, his goodness, his hope, his destiny, and his purpose. That's what our visions are about. You know, we, we, we had a whole lot of information this weekend about um, how to tap into the dreams and understanding the dreams and, and signs. And it was, it was, you need to go back and rewatch all that. Let's turn to uh, Jeremiah 29. 11. We all know this scripture because we, we say it often. We all got the little plaques on our house. Right? But it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. 
Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Man, this, this is phenomenal. Because I, I was looking at this scripture this morning, and I love it because this is a picture of the Lord dreaming about us. Like, I want you to read out from a different perspective. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. It's like, man, I see what's going to happen in your future. And I can't wait for you to step into it, declares the Lord. I have plans to prosper you. I don't want to hurt you, not to harm you. But I, I want to prosper you. I want to give you hope. I want to give you a future. This is the Lord dreaming about us. I never saw it like that. And he's proclaiming and he's telling. He's revealing his plan to us. He's declaring. Listen, the Lord is declaring it. He's not only dreaming about it, but he's making a step and making a known. Listen, this is what I, I see. It's his goodness. It's his hope. It's his destiny. It's his purpose. It's his nature. It's who he is. Ephesians 2, verse 9. You know, honestly, during worship, what happened in worship, we didn't even need to have a ministry today. I mean, because it was just beautiful what the Lord was doing with people. And But Ephesians 2.9 says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God prepared in advance to do. He was dreaming about us. When he created us. Like when you were formed, like from creation, come, I want you to grasp this, the, 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 the wondrous of, of the Lord, the splendor. Like before creation, he was like, you know, Pastor Jude, like Judy, I, I, I've got you. Oh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen inside. Like you're you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Hey, from before time, God prepared in advance for us to do. He knew what you would be doing right now. Isn't that awesome? And it says, for we are God's handiwork. What does that mean? That we, we are the representation of who the Father is. When you see us, we, they should see the Father. And what we do should look like what he would do because we are his handiwork. Hmm. If we are to see heaven invade earth, that means God wants to use us to do the good works here on earth. You see, the good works are birthed inside of us through prophetic revelation. By dreaming with God. By knowing God's heart for you. 
And again, I'm going to say it's time to dream again. And I, I keep saying that because I want this to be imprinted on you that it's time for us to dream. That even if you leave today, like you're going to walk, you know what, I'm going to pick up those dreams. I never thought I'd be in Ohio. I never thought I would, would have left Texas. But God says, will you dream with me? And, and it could be the, the simplest things. You know, I, I remember many years ago, I, I mean, me and my wife, we had a development company, and, and we still do that kind of work, and, and, and web development, and graphics, and media, and all that stuff. And, but many years ago, when, when this was all going, I'm talking like Windows 95. <laughs> yeah, you can go back. Eee! Welcome to AOL, yeah. You got the, 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 the youth don't understand the struggle we had. You would finally get online, and you'd be, you know, you would finally get online, and then your mom would be, are you on the phone? And they would cut the internet off. And it was like, Yahoo was barely loading, and you finally got the page, and then it was like, this, yeah, you know. But, you know, I, I remember in the business that we did, you know, it was all about Apple. It was Mac. And if you didn't have a Mac, you weren't in it. You didn't. I mean, God forbid we use Windows. Now, I say that now, you know. But I would, me and my wife would go. And for years, all I would do is I would go and I would dream with God. And I would say, God, I really want that. And, and, and for you, it's, it may not be a big deal. But to the Lord, it's huge. And I would go and I would walk into the stores and I would see it there. And I would walk in the aisles and I would lay hands on it. And I'd stand there, right, babe? I would sit there in the aisle, wherever they were selling it, put my hands on it. And I said, Father, I just thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for this MacBook. I know you're going to give it to me, Father, whenever it's time. And then I look back and I said, God, man, we've been blessed. Now it's like Max coming out of our ears. And I don't say that to be, no, I say that because the Lord will give us the desires of our heart if you're willing to dream with him. If you're willing to dream with the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. As long as it's not going to take you away from his glory. Because sometimes we want the desires of a heart. He's like, no, I can't give you that. Because that's going to take you down the path that's going to take you away from me. So he wants us to dream with him. So for, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, if you're taking notes. And I'm going to read 9 and 10. It says, however, as it is written... What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things and even the deep things of God. That's dreaming with God. When you begin to... Put God first. And all, listen, I tell, when I do counseling with, 
with young people that are, that are you know, they're, they're looking to, they want to find their, their match and their, you know, or dating or, or whatever that looks like. I said, listen, don't worry about finding the person. Put God first in your life. And if you put God first in your life, everything else will fall into place. If you're looking for the perfect thing, it's not going to happen. What eyes, what no eye has seen and what no ear has heard and what no human mind has conceived, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his spirit. How do you see what he has revealed in the spirit? By dreaming with God. And it's just a matter of saying, God, what is it that you have? I want to dream with you today. What do you have for Ohio, God? What do you have for the hub, God? You know that that's even prophetically, when we do ministry, where there's prophetic ministry, I say, Lord, what do you have for this person? What is on your heart? How are you dreaming for them right now? And the Lord will respond. Holy Spirit will respond. Matthew 19. And I'm going to go to verse 13. Ah, Holy Ghost. All right. Verse 13 and 14. Then people brought... Little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and to pray for them. But the disciple rebuked them. And Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. I don't know how you read that. But I can kind of hear it in my mind. Jesus is there, and they're, they're praying for people and laying hands on people. And they, they brought the little children, and the disciples, like, rebuked them. Hey, don't, don't, no. Like, no, don't bring them up here. I mean, I don't know if that's the way it happened or not, so don't, this is not doctrine, so don't. Just kind of, you know, process. Yeah, let us slide. I don't want to be on the websites next week, okay? But they rebuked them. No, don't bring them up here. But Jesus says, no. Let them come to me. Let them come. And then he says, and do not hinder them. Leave them alone. Let them dream. Don't mess with them. Let them dream. Tell them to come. And then he says, because... The kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. You see, children are dreamers. <laughs> right? And they're so honest, right? They're so honest. Kids are honest. They just say what's on their mind. You got to watch out when you're around, when, when honest kids that are, they're bold, boy, they're bold. They just say, <laughs> Yeah. You can ask a child, what do you want to be? And they'll always have an answer. Oh, I want to be a policeman. I want to be a fireman, right? Or, or whatever. Or I want to be like my dad or whatever. 
They always, they're always dreaming. Always dreaming. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to these. The Lord wants us to be like a child. He's asking us to be like a child and come. And what does that mean? Because see, a child doesn't have the worries of like what bills are going to get paid, what they're going to eat. They just know that it's going to be there. They just know that provisions there. Mom and dad got it or aunts got it, grandma's got it, whatever. They know that they're going to be taken care of. So the Lord's like, come, be like a child. Don't have no worries. Don't worry about what's going on around you. Just come. Dream with me. You want to be a fireman? I'll make you a fireman. You want to be a fisherman? I'll make you a fisherman. He wants to dream again. Genesis 15, 1 through 6. It says, God took Abram outside out of his tent and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you cannot count them, then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Abram, come outside. Look up. Come dream with me. Let me show you what's on my heart. (laughs) And then he says something profound. And then he says, and Abram believed. So he's dreaming with God. He's giving him the picture. He's like, wow, this is my, this is the generations to come. And he believed it. And because of that, it was crediting the righteousness of God. Dreaming of God? I like that. We have to take ownership of our dreams. Our dreams, and not all dreams are from the Lord. That's why I want you to go and rewatch our other videos. This is just a follow-up. Not all dreams are from the Lord. Some of them are the banana you ate the night before. (laughs) It happens, trust me. (laughs) But the Lord is always speaking. And the reason why he comes to us in our dreams and our visions is because that's the time that our mind shuts down. And it's, it's quiet. And now he says, let me dream with you. Let me show you some things, creative ideas. And then you'll wake up like, man, I got an idea. Right? We, we, sometimes we call it deja vu. We, we said that before. Like, I've seen this before. Where, where was this? Uh, Michael talked about this a little bit, but I, I like to call it, what I like to call it is, it, it's like we have stepped into a prophetic moment in our life that heaven has already declared that has happened. Before time. And the Lord wants us to take ownership of our dreams that are given to him by us. It doesn't matter how big or how small. And I'm, I've shared this story before. I don't know if I've shared it here, but I think I have. 
But there was a time that the Lord told us about. I remember one day I was sitting in, in, in my, my living room. And I was watching a great move of God that was happening live on television on God TV. And I'm watching this thing happen and I'm seeing millions all over the world are watching in living rooms across the world. The powerful move of God. People were getting saved and it was just powerful. And I'm sitting there weeping and weeping because I remember the Lord gave me a word that we were going to be, we were going to see a media revival. And that we were going to do television and we are going to do all these things. I said, but God, how, how is this even possible? I said, I don't got no money. I mean, gosh, I can't, one camera's $30,000 that these guys had. I said, how am I going to, Lord, I said, what? And the Lord began to speak to me profoundly. He's like, will you dream with me? And I remember, I said, okay, Lord. So I went online, and I said, you know what? I'm going to get a camera. This was me dreaming with God. I had zero money in the bank. Listen, this is the time that we were a full-time ministry, and, and, and mind you, it, it doesn't mean because you go to full-time ministry that you're always broke, but for, for whatever reason, that's just the way it was for me. But I was full-time ministry. We were, we were, we were youth leaders at that time, and... and uh, <laughs> Had no money in the bank, man. I mean, we were living by faith, complete faith. You know, you go from making very good money to making almost nothing. And I said, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get a camera. And I remember I told my wife, so I got online, I'm looking for a camera, and, and I found a camera. I said, This is the one. And I remember I told my wife, I said, This is the one. We need this camera. And I'm dreaming with God, man. And I showed it to her. She goes, yeah, well, okay. I said, I said, I need you to agree with me. Remember that, babe? I said, I need you to agree with me. She says, okay. And I picked up the phone and I called this guy. I said, hey, I'm calling about the camera you have for sale. He said, yes, sir, it's still available. I said, awesome. Tell me a little bit about it. I mean, I was talking like I, I had money. Like, I was going to pick this bad boy up. Yeah, I said, great. How many hours on it? You know, this and that. And it goes, yeah, man, it's a great camera. We, we did it for, for film production and this and that. And I said, okay, yeah, I want it. He says, great. Well, I'm in Austin, Texas. You want to come and pick that up? I said, yeah, I'll do that um, later on this afternoon. How's that sound? That sounds great. I said, okay. I had no money. And I hang up the phone, and I look at my wife. I said, we need some money. <laughs> because I, I just knew that, but inside of me, I knew that this was what the Lord was, I mean, I felt it, dreaming with God. Then the time comes later on, it's about four in the afternoon. I'm like, nothing, no money. I'm waiting for my you know, my PayPal or ding or, or something, like some supernatural move of God. And then the guy calls me back. Hey, I'm about to get off of work. Um, are you wanting to come by? I said, yeah, man, I, I, I'm really interested. I just need a little bit more time. Just a little bit more time. Give, give me about an hour. He says, okay, sounds good. 
I said, okay. And I got off the phone. I said, God, I said, you have an hour. You have an hour, Lord. And then I called the guy at back, but 15 minutes to go. I had 15 minutes to the hour. I said, hey, um, are you still there? He said, yeah. I said, okay, you know, just give me about another 15 minutes. Right? So I'm, I'm like all the way up to the 15th minute mark. And then finally, we're sitting in the, in the living room, and I hear, and it was a lady that we knew came up into the door, and she said, hey, um, I don't know what this is about, but I've been holding on to my ties from something, I don't know, that she had for some time now, an inheritance. And the Lord told me that I, I was supposed to come and give this to you. And I just started weeping. I'm like, oh. I can feel it even now as I talk about it. And I said, what? She said, yeah. I said, you're kidding me, right? She says, no, here. And then she says, oh, and here's another $100 because he says you're going to need gas. Because we're in San Antonio. We had to drive to Austin. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then she says, well, it's going to probably be late. Here's another 50 bucks and get some dinner for the kids on the way over there. God knew when we dream with God. <laughs> He's faithful, man. And I want this to build faith in you. And then we get there, and, and, it just, and this is how God is. We go out and meet the guy, and he says, okay, well, meet me at my work. So then we get there and say, okay, where do you work? He says, I'm a professor at the University of Texas, the Longhorns. Oh, Longhorns. <laughs> Not in Ohio, right? Okay. But in Longhorn, the, uh, at UT, and I said, what, 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 what do you do? He said, I'm a professor here, and I do the global studies. I teach about the nations. We went to pick up the camera that was going to be used to broadcast to the nations from somebody who was ordained to send out of the nations. So I'm dreaming with God. Got this camera. I'm like, wow. And the Lord says, you need another one. I said, you're kidding me. <laughs> so I go and I get online again. And I found one. There's no way I could find another one. And the Lord's same way. <laughs> Got it. And the Lord says, you need another one. And in the same way, he brought the third one. Within, within seven days, we had a full-blown television production studio. Little did we know that that was the start of the media of our television. And we traveled the nation broadcasting the exploits of the move of God. We went all over the nation capturing the moves of God. We have seen the dead raised. We have seen miracles, signs, and wonders. We've seen the supernatural like you've ever seen. I'm talking we've seen limbs grow out. I've seen, I've seen eyeballs that weren't there. See, I've seen medical, like creative miracles, people getting out of wheelchairs. And we were there to do it. But, ah. Uh, 
because we were dreaming with God. He wants us to dream with him. I feel the Lord. Because when you talk about his goodness, mm. <laughs> and he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. Abram said something. Abram did something. He said, it says this. Abram believed and they credited him the righteousness. And then we see it where, where Jesus tells the woman, he says, woman, have I not told you that if you just believe, you'll see my glory? Dreaming with God and believing and trusting, they, they walk hand in hand with the Lord. So how do we take ownership of our dreams? Like how do we how do we do this? I want to just give us really quick and I'm almost done. First thing I believe, write down your dreams. Write down your vision. Lord, I mean me and my wife have talked and like okay, we got our our our, our boys are they're men. They're going to get married soon and they're going to have their own family. You know, I'm saying, okay, Lord, what, what, do you, what do you have for us? And me and my wife start dreaming with God. Like, what do, we, what, where, what do you want us to do, God? I mean, like, what's next? And we're dreaming with the Lord. Do you want us to get an RV and just travel the world? Just drive and just pull up to an RV spot and have revival there. I mean, whatever. Dreaming with God. And the Lord will meet us. So write it down. The second thing I believe is this. Position ourselves to see the dream to become reality. A lot of times we'll dream and we'll do nothing to see the dream be fulfilled. If you're called and you're dreaming of the nations, and I, I just see myself in Asia, like I, I see myself, the Lord, doing things in mission fields and this and that, but yet you don't want to go get a passport. Position yourself to see the dream to become reality. Set your dream and your goal. Because if you aim at nothing, you'll hit what? Nothing. Great dreams require great teams. That's why I'm so blessed. We're blessed. This house is blessed. Because there's dreams and there's visions for Northwest Ohio that are so huge. And the Lord has sent a team You see what I'm saying? Great teams for big dreams. We need each other. And I often say this, and it's like a saying to my house, and I say it, if you want to kill giants, what? You got to hang out with giant killers. 
You cannot kill giants when you're hunting for rabbits. This house is a house of giant slayers, boy. That's what I'm talking about. So you want to kill giants? Hang out with giant killers. Proverbs 15, 22 says this. It says, um, plans fail without great advice. That means you have to surround yourself with people who will speak into your vision and into your dream. I say this often. I say, listen, I just need a company of heaven. Because sometimes the dreams are so raw that they become overwhelming sometimes. Because you don't see them coming to fulfillment. And discouragement comes that God, like why, why are there so many people, why is this happening? Why, why are so many attacks? And, and, and you get discouraged. So you need a company of heaven for, and you surround yourself with people that say, listen, it's going to be okay. With God before you, who could be against you? A company of heaven is so important. We need to chase after the dreams that God gives us. Dreams and people who fulfill are those people who will not give up. Read Second Chronicles. It's all about Never giving up. Hmm. The truth is that not you can have a dream and people won't agree with what you're dreaming about. I'll tell you what, boy, we got big dreams for Ohio. Not a lot of people agree with our dreams. But that's okay. As long as God is ordaining it. God will do what he says he's going to do because a dream is originated from God. Not everybody can see it. Not everybody can see it. So these are a couple things that will kill your dreams. These are dream killers. You all ready? Dream killers. You want to stay away from this. And I'm almost done, okay? Fear. Fear is faith in the wrong kingdom. Never let fear dominate your life. If I would have said, babe, we have no money, what's the point? I'm not going to call them. What, what am I going to call them for? That's fear. Like, why would I do? Why? Why? Number two, procrastination. The timing will never be right. You have to take a risk. It's time to move. Let me tell you why. Because the risk takers are pioneers. If you think about the pioneers that have gone before us, they had to step out. They had to get, I mean, I don't know what it looked like back in the Western days, but I mean, listen, I've been watching these Western shows and like, we got to go through the desert lands and they pack up their, 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 what do you call the stage coaches? And they're like, they're going through the desert, plowing land to get where they need to be. Pioneers. They go before you. 
So it's time to move. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. You may have a dream and a vision to go full-time ministry. I'm not telling you to quit your job. I'm not telling you to drop everything you know and take a risk. Now, God says it. Do it. And that's what we did. And it, it wasn't easy, but God was faithful the whole time. So procrastination. Number three is rejection. If a dream is going to become, if a dream is going to come to life, you can't be afraid of rejection. Because not everybody is connected to your destiny. And rejection should have no place in us. You guys all right? Okay, give me like three more minutes. Three more minutes. Three more minutes. Now I'm going to give you a couple things that will, three things that will give life to your dreams. Life. We like life, right? Number one is faith. Faith will give life to your dreams. Number two is diligence. You have to do what God has you and leads you to do. Don't stop. Don't stop. Even if you look silly, don't stop. Number three is acceptance. We look at Proverbs and we look at Micah. It talks about a man falling seven times. But he gets right back up every time. Let's stand. Right. I just want to be obedient because I was listening to seven, seven, seven. He said it over and over again. Even about this last bit about Micah, and he fell seven times. Um, last night I was watching this show and they had coffee cups and on their coffee cups there was two coffee cups and they had seven seven on them and they were blue <laughs> the sevens on them but I believe this morning God's going to reveal to you before you leave he's going to reveal to you in your spirit that there is a completion a double completion today of what you've known to be because of what he's going to bring to you new. And there's new things he's trying to bring to you in this dreaming situation that he wants you to bring to him. And it's vision that he's going to give you today. You may have accomplished some things. Maybe you didn't get to accomplish them. That doesn't matter. Those things are, there's a completion already. Those things, we're putting an end to them now. The discouragement that you felt that you did, it didn't happen, it didn't look like what you thought it was going to look like, it's going out the door today. Okay? We can't focus on would have, could have, should have, because those are plans of the enemy in your mind and the battle that happens here. But he wants you to capture vision this morning. And about two or three weeks ago, I was sitting here in the front and I was in worship and I saw this angel that I had not seen since I was in Birmingham, Alabama. 
and I began to see the angel vision. And he literally came, when I felt somebody standing in front of me, and I thought it was a real person. We had a guest speaker here at that time, and I thought it was a guest speaker coming up to me trying to tell me they needed something. And when I opened my eyes, nobody was there. And when I shut my eyes again, that's when I saw the angel. And he was right in my face, right in my face. And I said, oh, man. And I knew immediately in my spirit that that was the angel vision. When he was talking about Jeremiah, the plans I have for you, do you understand that what he was speaking to Jeremiah when he released that upon him? There was an alignment with heaven, with Jeremiah's purpose and destiny in that moment. That he was speaking from heaven's eyes and perspective over Jeremiah for his purpose and destiny. Because if you read before and after that, he's telling him how he's called to be a prophet to the nations. And he's releasing his purpose and destiny to him. And so I believe this morning that the Lord is going to release your purpose and your destiny. That you cannot be confused and you cannot be in disbelief anymore of what God has called you to do and created you to be in this new season. What's old is old. You got to let it go. What didn't get accomplished, didn't get accomplished, let it go. Today's a new day and you need to move forward from this day. Because there's a completion of things, because vision is here this morning. And I'm speaking to your spirit, to your soul and your mind and your heart, that vision is here this morning, and he's going to pour it out to you. So just put, this is what I saw, just put your hands in front of you, like you're ready to receive. God, we just agree with the alignment of heaven, God. That we, when we're aligned with heaven, God, you bring things to your sons and daughters. You bring things right in our face where we can't deny seeing it right in our face, God. You're making it plain. What do you say about vision, God? Make it plain. Write it down. And keep praying over it. Keep going after it until it comes to pass, God. And so, God, we agree with vision this morning, Lord. To dream with you again. Not in our minds only, not in our heart, not, in, not even in our soul, God, but in our spirit, God. We agree with vision this morning. We, with, we agree to dream again with you, Lord. That fear would not rule over the dreams. When the dreams seem too big, God, when they seem too far off, that if impossibilities, God, that fear, we will not bow down to fear anymore, God. That you are in this with us this season, God, to dream the dreams of things of impossibilities because with you, all things are possible. You need to say that out loud this morning because this is connection with you believing it. With you, all things are possible. And you need to say it every time disbelief tries to come on you. Every time that, that you, you're confused and you're like, well, did God say all with him all things are possible? And you got to just be a risk taker and step out and do those things and not be afraid to do them anymore. So, God, we break off fear. 
We break off fear of failure right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We break off fear of disappointment, of disappointing you, God, of disappointing people around us, God. We break that off right now, God. This is about our purpose, our destiny under the heavens, under the heavens, God, this morning of what you've created, the workmanship that, that even Apostle Pete was talking about, that, that I, I literally saw the Lord's hand come inside of us and begin to work in us, that we're his workmanship this morning, and that we become everything you created us to be in our purpose and our destiny this morning, God, as sons and daughters of the Most High Lord. And we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for the adventure. And we thank you for the journey. <laughs> and we thank you for the uncomfortable moments, God. <laughs> and the stretching, God. <laughs> we thank you for those times, God. Because that's what causes the winds of change to blow over us. For us to receive the new beginnings you have for us that you're giving out this morning, God. Your breath, your winds, God, would come in right now and just blow over us. Blow away all the debris that's still there of our old mindset and our old thinking, God. That you would renew our minds this morning, God. And you would fill our minds with hope and dreams again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. We're going to open up the altar. If anybody needs prayer, please come. We're going to pray for you. We don't want you to leave without getting prayer if you need prayer this, this morning. For those uh, that feel you've received, uh, well, you're dismissed. We love you.